Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. And a very pleasant good evening and welcome once again to Recovery Coast to Coast. I'm Neil Scott. Great to have you with us tonight from our flagship station, Clear Channel Radio AM 850 in the greater Seattle-Tacoma area and broadcast nationally as well. If you miss any of the programs, you can always go to the website, www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. On the past shows page, you'll find the last five programs to listen to in real time, or you can download them or podcast them as well. It is a delight to have you with us tonight. If you'd like to join us uh, by email, you can do that by sending an email to recoverycoasttocoast at comcast.net. Music speaks louder than words, as Recovery Coast to Coast presents a recovery music showcase featuring some of the top singer-songwriters in the country who gathered in Eugene, Oregon for the Far West Music Conference. That's where we are tonight. In the first hour of the show, we're going to begin with Teresa Taduri. She has been in long-term recovery 28 years. She shares her story of recovery and of music as well, sharing a very funny song called Put Mrs. God on the Phone. And then Dave Morrison stops by. He's been in recovery for nearly 24 months. He's been battling addiction for nearly 24 years. He's got a great song about his journey. It's called The Drinking is Done. And then a country doctor will stop by. He's from Big Timber, Montana. He's the ER doc there. His name is Ben Bullington. He's also a musician, singer-songwriter, and he sings a song called Cheyenne Range. And then we round out the first hour with Charlotte Thistle, a singer-songwriter from Seattle, who wrote and sings a song about a heroin addict based on her experiences in Vancouver, British Columbia. Then the second hour, we started off with an amazing woman who is a survivor of sexual abuse. Amy Fix will join us. She is a singer-songwriter from New York. She works with Local 1000. That's the only union for folk singer-songwriters and traditional music musicians. She shares her story and her song called The Spoon Song. Then on to Johnny Mack. He joins me to talk about his song called Recovery. And Claudia Nygaard from Nashville, Tennessee, talks about being an adult child of an alcoholic. She shares her song called It Ain't Your Drinking Problem, It's Mine. And we wrap up tonight's program with a singer-songwriter from Pennsylvania, a guy by the name of Angelo M., who sings Never Be the Same. It's all happening for you tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast as we take the program south down to Eugene, Oregon. The Hilton Hotel is the scene of the Far West Music Conference. And uh, again, if you'd like to join us by email, we'd love to hear from you. It's recoverycoasttocoast at comcast.net. And if you want to check out the programs that have aired previously, you can go to our website, www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. I'm Neil Scott. The program is Recovery Coast to Coast, coming to you tonight until midnight, tonight and every night, Monday through Friday. If you're a first-time listener, we wish you an extra special welcome. If you've been here before, of course, we welcome you back. We are here five nights a week, Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight, always talking about addiction, always with a focus on recovery. We're going to take a short time up. When we come back on the other side, we're going to begin our music showcase with 
Teresa Tadori, 28 years in long-term recovery. She's got a great story, and she's got a great song to sing as well. I'm Neil Scott. Short time out, back with more on Recovery Coast to Coast. These days, we talk about everything. I've been sober now one year, three days, and counting. My sister was restructured at work after 10 years. Welcome to the new normal and the cards for the new normal. New Journeys cards from Hallmark. My girlfriend sent me a card that said I'm really something to celebrate. Encouragement cards for all the stuff we face today. I actually found a card that says, sorry you lost your job. Journeys, new cards with real words for real life. Only at today's Hallmark Gold Crown stores. She has always been your baby. But when your daughter got into drugs and alcohol, she turned into a stranger. What do you do? Where do you turn? Contact Sundown M Ranch. Sundown's nationally recognized youth treatment program guides young people back to a life free of drugs and alcohol. All treatment is gender specific and directed by caring certified professionals in a safe environment. You can get your daughter back and get to know her again. Go to www.sundown.org to learn more. Recovery Coast to Coast is a program feature of the nonprofit Alliance for Recovery. On the air, thanks to the generosity of our friends and listeners. Now, if you're enjoying Recovery Coast to Coast and would like to help us to continue to carry the message of hope and the promise of recovery, you can make a tax-deductible contribution to the Alliance for Recovery at P.O. Box 31451, Seattle, Washington, 98103. Thank you in advance for your support. Welcome back once again to Eugene, Oregon. It's great to have you uh, come along with us tonight down here at the Far West Music Conference. The Recovery Music Showcase continues from Eugene, Oregon, carrying the message of hope and the promise of recovery through music. And Teresa Taduri is joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. She is in long-term recovery. She's been uh, around the rooms for some 28 years, and as she just told me, the first 27 are a bitch. But, <laughs> you know, there you go. There, there you go. go. Hey, welcome to the program. Great to have you here. Yeah, thank you for doing this. Uh, this uh, how did you get into recovery? Oh, my God. I was, uh, I think I was brought to the door in, in, a, uh, in an ambulance. No. I was 20, let's see, 32 years old, mm-hmm. and um, I'd, I'd hit bottom. That was all there was to it. It yeah. was a dreadful bottom as far as I was concerned. I really got sober, I thought, to help my younger brother, who I knew had a problem. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that's what I was doing. I was making a big sacrifice by going to a meeting and investigating. Yeah. But it was actually for me, and I found that out right away. But I have to say, I raised my hand for two solid years as an alcoholic and did not drink, and I have not had a drink since that yeah. initial day in 1983. But um, it took me years to really believe that I actually was one. Mm. You know, it's a really, the, the denial thing is huge. Yeah, but, and it's all through my family. But you kept coming back. I did kept coming yeah, back. The yeah. guys were cute, and there was coffee, <laughs> and it was fun. All, all the real reasons. <laughs> all there. the good reasons. To, well, actually, it was just so incredibly compelling. Did you get 13th stepped? No, I tried to, I avoided that. I did, I actually did avoid that, because I did so much of that sidestepping in, mm. when I was drinking, that to come in and actually get sober, I realized how terribly vulnerable I was around all of that mm. and how much I needed to give myself time and space. Mm. I think I've given myself too much time and space. I often say I'm really glad I got late as much as I did before I got <laughs> sober because I, because <laughs> it sure dried up, you know. But it's quality. It's quality, not quantity. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Teresa Deduri <laughs> joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. A lot of things I want to talk to you about. Mm. You've got your own radio show. You've got uh, uh, Solid Recovery, and, and you're a great singer, songwriter. Thank you. Tell me about the, the songwriting and the music and how that relates to your recovery today. Oh, it completely relates. You know, uh, it took me a long time after I got sober to write a song. 
again. I was very concerned about that my muse would be, you know, would be dried up. A lot of people feel that yeah, way. Yeah, you get really afraid because, you know, you either had a cigarette or a line of Coke or right, whatever right. you were doing. And you relied on that for inspiration. So it took me a long time. And when it first came out, in nine months, I think I wrote a poem. It just came through me. Mm. And it was so powerful. I realized that there was another level of, of musicality and, and artist artistry that needed to be tapped to me and that was going to be tapped. And it gave me a great, great hope. Plus the fact that I auditioned for a very coveted part in San Francisco at Beach Blanket Babylon, and which is a, an ongoing theatrical mm -hmm. musical there. And I got the part. I think it was up against 300 people. And just prior to that, I'd been playing in this blues dive, you know, in this in, near a Greyhound bus depot, you know. And, and now I'm working as, you know, I have a principal part in a really fine you know, musical, coveted musical. And, you know, I have to say, that really got my attention. It was like a miracle for mm. me to to go that huge of a step. Are there still places for you as a musician? Oh, of course. Yeah. It's better, actually. I mean, I make my living on the road. I make my living playing. I do a lot of house concerts, which I'm very comfortable with. I, I'm, in a, I'm in a, at the point in my life now where, thank God, I'm a concert artist. Mm. So it's it's I don't have to do the bars yeah, yeah. or any of that. And I, I choose not to. But I have no problem when I do. I have no. I haven't had a problem with that, you know. After the first little while of sobriety, I really. It's you know. I live in the real world. People mm -hmm. drink around me. I don't even think about it. Do you work a lot with musicians who are struggling? Musicians in early recovery. Well, do you, you sponsor. Folks? Yeah, sure. I I have worked with a lot of people in early recovery who and you know. I tell you what, the. the one of the things that's really difficult for us is because the, the, the cult of persona in our culture is so huge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, persona, as opposed to, say, like a soul-based life, which we learn about in the rooms, is mm -hmm. to, you know, the 12 steps for me is a way of connecting to my soul and to my higher power, whatever that is. And so th to go out into the world and try and, and act from a persona rather mm -hmm. than a soul is very, very tough. Yeah. And I think a lot of people in the show business or in, in the entertainment business, et cetera, are addicted to persona. They're addicted to the sense that they have to be something sort of puffed up and, and a response to an inner state that is yeah. very sad and frightened. And so it's taken me all of my sobriety really to learn how to be myself on stage. Mm -hmm. And, and, and to also give up some of the addiction to persona. Because I think, you know, the physical um, sobriety is, is very important. And, you know, we strive for emotional sobriety, and that's what the steps are yeah, all about. Yeah. But there's a lot of addictions that are very subtle. And I think the addiction to self mm -hmm. is the one that really, it's, tr it's a mm -hmm. real test, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. give up that vision of the self and surrender completely in that third step and, and try and live there. Teresa Taduri joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast in long-term recovery, a great singer-songwriter, and uh, is down here at Eugene, Oregon for the Far West Music Conference. You told me in an email that you did some work in the field. What did you do? I was a drug and alcohol counselor at really? a, uh, yeah, uh, for a while at a um, facility in, in Los Angeles. I'm not going to name the facility mm -hmm. because I, I was really had a hard time with the way they did things, which was they, they people came in um, about to die, and they then they drugged them up really, really uh, badly and for a long time. I think and the took their insurance money. And took their insurance money. I think the recovery field has sort of been, when I got sober, which is, you know, almost 30 years ago now, 
you know, we just got so we walked into places and right, right. and we kicked and it was really extraordinary and we weren't drugged afterwards you know and then forced to sit. you 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 came to AA and it was a grace of God thing I think um, the insurance companies really saw how to cash in yeah. and so it, recovery has become very. At one time, it was Kentucky Fried Treatment. There was one in every corner. Yeah, yeah. Because insurance company was paying. Teresa Taduri joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. you got a radio show. Tell me about it. I do. I have a little radio show in Occidental, California, which is the dinkiest little town in the world. Occidental. Occidental. And we're, our, um, our radio station is called Cows, KOWS, 107.3 <laughs> FM LP. Uh, you can get it on KOWS.FM. I'm on every Tuesday night from 8 when I'm not on the road. Do you live in a double wide? No. No, but you know what? I... <laughs> I, I was always, ask you that. no, I was always terrified of of one day winding up in a in a trailer park, and yeah. now it looks like, hey, that wouldn't be so bad, you know. Oh, that's it, funny. So I called it live from the. When, when is the radio show on? What does it deal with? Every music? Tuesday night, every Tuesday night between eight and ten p.m. Pacific uh, Daylight or Standard yeah, yeah, Time, yeah. whatever it is, I I do the music of my friends. You know, I've had a wonderful career. And uh, I played with lots of very famous people, yeah. and so and not so famous people who are brilliant. And I love to present my brilliant, not so famous people, yeah. and I put them in with the famous, mix it up, and uh, and I'm very edgy, and I like to find really interesting things and really interesting writers. I love the words. Oh you know? man, I do too. We yeah. are we are definitely on the same track. Yeah, yeah. I am I'm going to go to K O W S uh, and and it, it, check it, me it, out and check you out. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I want to check out your music right now as Thank well. Thank you. Uh, you've got a new CD. And on the CD is uh, a song called The Phone Call. The Phone Call, yeah. I what, thought you might enjoy about? it. Well, the CD is called Such Fine Things. And I have wonderful people on this album. Charlie Musselwhite plays for me. Oh, on, my on, God. Uh, I love him. I love you. You'd love him even more oh, if you knew him, I tell you. He came through Seattle uh, last year with Cindy Lauper. Oh, yeah. With, with yes. Cindy Lauper. Yeah. He's loving that gig. He's, he's really enjoying that. I thought, my God, what in the world is he doing with Cindy Lauper? Yeah, did he tear it up or what? He did. Yeah, I, I, I was I was just blown away. I know he's the best. I yeah, I yeah. went to I went to his wedding in I guess 1980 or something. Yeah. Uh, and my date was John Lee Hooker. Oh. We'll talk about it another time. Uh, anyway, it was very really a fun experience. He's a, he's a wonderful person. Oh my god. You know, goodness. a wonderful guy. But anyway, he's on it and an old an old friend too, Kenny Edwards who you may or may know. Oh yes, oh uh, poor Kenny. Yeah, I adore oh. Kenny. He produced the um third song on here Our Lady, which is uh He's marvelous. He was such a dear friend. Oh, I miss him terribly. Absolutely. What, yeah. a, what a loss. Yeah, what yeah. a loss. One of the greatest musicians ever lived. Oh, I can my, my estimation. Off and and yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, God. The greatest. But anyway, so you might uh, just hunt around on this, but the song uh, Mrs. God, put Mrs. God in the phone. Is you know a particular it has a particular slant as far as spirituality is concerned, where a female woman is said, you know, I think it's time to talk to God. He's a little out of control, <laughs> and she gives him what all. She gives him what all, and I'm proud of it. I don't care. I keep waiting for the, you know, for the, um, what do you call it, the uh, uh, lightning bolts to come in through the ceiling every time I sing it, but it hasn't happened yet. Give so. our listeners your website, if you would. Okay, I'm TeresaTuduri.net, so it's uh, T-E-R-E-S-A-T-U-D-U-R-Y. T-U-D, D is in Dan, U-R-Y. T is in Tom at the beginning, so to Dory. Are, are you doing much touring now these yes, days? Yes, I am. I'm back yeah. on the road quite a bit. I didn't expect to be at this age, yeah. but you know, as Alkies, and you know, we're we're young. You know, we were, yeah, we were yeah. you know, we st when I got sober, I was 32, I guess, and you know, I had the emotional maturity of a four-year-old. Yeah, so yeah. I figure I'm about 27, 28 <laughs> now. You look about 27, 28. God bless as you. A of fact. Yeah, yeah, you're let's, a keeper. Let's listen to the phone call, <laughs> Teresa Tadouri on Recovery Coast to Coast. 
la 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 Oh, the Bible says for certain that you are in fact a man And I'd say you've got great taste for a guy You've made mountains and rivers and the luscious scent of roses And I just love what you've done with the sky However it appears you've too much time on your hand For you're creating many things that we don't need Like pestilence and warfare and a lot of bad diseases And a whole bunch of people we can't feed I've been trying to call you almost daily do not make me come to your home i am serious believe me if you want to relieve me then put mrs god on the phone put mrs god on the phone We all know men in our lives Without the benefit of wives Who've done some crazy shit Completely on their own But a fellow of your stature Could never be a bachelor So come on, put Mrs. God on the phone I've examined all the scriptures With their tenants And their strictures And I wonder Who died and made you boss For with your twisted sense Of management It's hard to contain the damage When you nail your best employees To a cross She must be Right up to her eyeballs Trying to maintain some order at home And there are no friends with which to hobnob When you're married to a whack job So come on, put Mrs. God on the phone I'm tired of all this sacrifice These bloody battles just aren't nice A woman would create a friendlier tone And with your tired little point of view Of who begat and who slew Who just put Mrs. God on the phone Who knows, she might have some really good ideas Aren't you tired of hoisting the universe along? I'm washed up as a believer So just pass the receiver And put Mrs. God on the phone Put Mrs. God on the phone (laughs) 
Are you afraid? Afraid of life without drugs and alcohol? There is help and hope at Sundown M Ranch. At Sundown, the focus is on you and your disease. You will learn how to live without depending on drugs and alcohol. Sundown M Ranch is nationally recognized for effective and affordable alcohol and drug treatment programs. Reclaim your life. Replace your fears with hope. Go to www.sundown.org right now to learn more. Reason number 22 to switch to Geico. We think renters are cool. Now, we don't know if you were born cool or if it's just all the cool stuff you have in your apartment. The point is, if you want to protect your considerable coolness, ask Geico about renter's insurance. For as little as $12 a month, you can protect all the stuff you hold near and dear, including that combination flat-screen TV espresso machine. Now that is cool. For a fast, easy rate quote on renter's insurance, visit Geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. Our next exercise, killing spider in bathroom. As you hear your wife scream, begin with a light jog, then run to bathroom. Four, three, two, one. Find spider on wall and squat and squash. Squat and squash. Spider lunges at you. Now scream like a schoolgirl. Good. And sprint. Now run. Life is exercise. Snickers Marathon is energy. Great tasting, nutritious, long lasting energy for the demands of your day. Grab a Snickers Marathon in the energy bar aisle. Aha! <laughs> Think earlier. Brew Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Today is the day. Think earlier. Brew Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Yeah, I've been drunk in the last 30 days. And how old are you? 13. Do your parents know? No. In Washington, one in six eighth graders used alcohol in the past month. I'm Governor Gregoire. We can keep kids alcohol-free if we start talking now. About how many times have you had five or more drinks in a row this month? Maybe three. And how old are you? Fifteen. For more information, visit StartTalkingNow.org. That's StartTalkingNow.org. Welcome back to our Recovery Music Showcase down here in Eugene, Oregon, from the Far West Music Conference. I'm Neil Scott. Delighted to have you with us as, uh, uh, as we visit with a lot of musicians who are carrying uh, the message through the music. One of them is a guy by the name of Dave Morrison. You can find him at www.davemorrisonmusic.com. An interesting guy. He has uh, battled addiction for some 25 years. Uh, he's now got 16, 17 months of uh, continuous recovery. It has been a struggle. Uh, Dave, welcome to the program, and Thank give you, us Neil. a little bit of your background. Uh, you, you told me earlier that you've had every relationship with alcohol that you could possibly imagine. Just about, yeah. I've run, run the whole gamut on it, um, and it's actually been more like 40 years. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, who's uh, counting, right? Yeah, who's counting? But, um, yeah, I, I've, uh, you know, I... I I came up in a time when, when drugs, of course, were everywhere, and I think it was almost a relief to the parents of that time if their kids were only looking for alcohol. And right, right. My parents would buy me a six-pack and send me out in the family car when I was 16 because they were just so relieved I wasn't doing drugs. And it was just, it was just everywhere. I grew up in a working-class neighborhood, and we all just, we just drank beer as a matter of course. You're before from Southern we, California? I am, yeah. And that was just a, a thing we had to get on the way out, just like you'd gas your car up, we would get a six-pack of beer for each of us and go about our business, and it 
it just uh, as I grew up it, it just was sewn into virtually everything I did I'm sure you got some trouble along the way as a result oh yeah yeah I've done some I've done some time and I, I parked a I parked a truck in a breakfast nook at one point, you know, driving adventurously under the influence, and uh, you know, paid for that for many, many years. Uh, did some, did a little time in jail over that one. Do people say, "Hey, Dave, you need to, you need to find some some help"? Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I like sometimes I joke from stage. I'll, I'll say, "Hey, it's, there's more people here than there were at my last intervention." <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's if there's a hundred or more. Oh. I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I, from time to time, people would uh, would uh, come at me about it. But um, as I don't have to tell you or your audience, we can be very strong-willed in these areas. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, I'd clean up a little bit for a while, and I'd you know, I'd sneak it by people. But I think that I also put people in my life, Neil, who were who were attracted to me while I was drinking, and that that, that answered something in them to be the steady person uh, with this talented, intelligent, yet very flawed human being that I always have been. Dave Morrison joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. Uh, and, and by the way, if you're familiar with Kulak's Lodge... Uh, Kulak's Woodshed. Woodshed, I'm sorry, Woodshed. Uh, go, go to that website because they, they do a lot of videos from down there. And on Monday nights, uh, uh, Dave does a thing... How yeah. often? Was, I'm, I'm one it? of the hosts. There's five hosts, and nights. I'm I'm in uh, in rotation there. So every fifth week, I'll I'll be there getting getting my host duty on. K U L A K S Woodshed. Uh, it's down in uh, Santa Monica, uh, and uh, Santa West Hollywood. It's, it's, it's North Hollywood. North Hollywood. North Hollywood. And it's a little funky place, and it holds what forty people. Yes, yeah, so 45. 50 people and and like four or five cameras and they're run remotely yeah, it's, and it's the a, sound it's a, is great everything piano, is streamed and, and it, it's absolutely a great great uh, place and I'm, I always send people down there when they're in Southern California so if you love music you gotta go check out Cool X it is so great you're down, place. you're down there on Monday night do you do other gigs around Southern California area? I do I, I do a lot of things around Southern California my, my partner and I do these um, and my band we do these backyard invasion concerts where we'll take a stage and chairs and food and the whole infrastructure into people's backyards and put on a show. So it's like a house concert. Wh which whether is, or not they want it. Sometimes <laughs> they expect us, Neil. <laughs> sometimes we even let them know we're coming. Oh, that's and uh, and we've, done, we've done that at 32 different houses in the last two years. And uh, and we get big crowds. A and, music and invasion. It's really it's really something. We we really in, enjoy doing it. And I play the, the all the listening rooms, coffee gallery backstage, and of course Kulaks and yeah, yeah. guitar merchant and places like yeah, that yeah. as well. You, you've been uh, in recovery now 16, 17 months. What what changed this time? Well, I I don't know. And, and for about four years before that, I had um, I had been doing mostly fairly long stretches of sobriety. And I would just get to a place where th things would build up, and I'd and I'd grab a bottle on the way home and basically blow my brains out for five or six or seven days, kind of detox after that and get back on the good foot. And um, something had happened that I was really you, you were, I didn't get hangovers anymore. I had like detoxing episodes, and, and you know I'm I'm in my mid fifties and my body is different than it was, and it got pretty difficult in the last few years, and so I. I would try to stay off the alcohol, 
pretty good. And I get three or four months, and then I would have one of those episodes, and that went on since about 2007. Mm-hmm. The three or four years leading up to that had been just full out enthusiastic drinking, and there before that there was a period of sobriety that lasted several years. So, uh, as I, you know, I've, I've maintenance drank, I've you know party drank, I've secretly drank, and finally I ended my career with. The binge drinker mm. was my uh, was my identity toward mm. the end, mm. and I, I, it seems finally I've, I've entered the ex drinker phase of my life because well you know you don't I, drink today you're a winner yeah and that's, I that's all I, you got to worry about I, and I've been through some fairly heavy stuff in the last uh, in the last sixteen months and have not felt any strong compelling desire to drink and um, they they say that sometimes it the 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 thing is removed finally yeah. By whoever it is that pulls the strings, and maybe yeah. that's that's what's finally happened. Uh, tell me about the songwriting process, in particular, a song called uh, "The Drinking Is Done." Well, which you're going to do this tonight. song is is a it's probably I think it is my most recent completed song. It's only a few weeks old. It came out one morning. I write in the morning, and it came out whole as a piece. I, I went back and tightened a couple things up later, but the song pro- process that I'm interested in is the ones that just seem to almost come from someplace else and it's almost as if I'm channeling them uh, and sometimes they come complete and I then edit them later and sometimes that you'll get them in a, in a few bursts of that that could be spread out over a year or even several years and I, I almost have to feel like I must live them before I can write them. For Dave Morrison, the drinking is done. My toe found the bottom rung at 7 a.m. At the happy times liquor, my day to begin. That tough Chinese woman with a tear in her eye. Yeah, she bagged up and gave me my $3 pint. So I got a little in me and I headed for home To that broke down collection of all that I own I'll always remember that merciless sun Now that the drinking is done Now that the drinking is done Well, I met my muse in a bottle of wine On a hill in my hometown with those old friends of mine She traded her swagger for my hesitancy Showed me the door and sold me the key Ah, but I knew my ponies would run off the reins As long as her spirits ran loose in my veins Adventure as near as the twist of a cap She's gone from me now and I can't have her back You should have seen me in my firebrand days I'd charm all the women, hell I'd steal them away 
And oh, how they'd cry when the big top blew down. I'd pull my stake sadly and I'd drift out of town. Well, I'm lined and I'm skinny. I'm a year off the sauce. With a cake and a keychain and a round of applause. And some terrified kid can't stop shaking my hand. When all I can think is how thirsty I am. And I only wish you'd have been there with me. Dancing ecstatic through the sycamore trees The light of an alcohol flame in our eyes Now they tell me I love and they tell me I laugh They tell me that I get my confidence back And maybe a lap or two still yet to run Now that the drinking is done Now that the drinking is done Wow, Dave Morrison, Now That the Drinking Is Done The newest, the latest and uh, hopefully you'll put that on a CD It'll at some be on point. My next studio album. Outstanding. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your, your struggles and the importance of music in all of that and, and the messages. Uh, I wanted to, I did want to get into this particular song, the, uh, yeah. the romance that we, that we have. Absolutely. With, with this damn obsessive Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Neil, it's been a pleasure meeting you. Dave, my pleasure. And uh, just don't drink today and you're... You're, you're oh, really? Shape. So you're not giving me the okay to go out and party tonight? Tomorrow. Okay. Just great. worry about it tomorrow. And then tomorrow, I'm going to do it tomorrow, too. That's right. right. Gotcha. I'm Neil Scott. We'll, we'll be right back after this short timeout. I lie to all my friends. I mean, I look right at my kids and lie to them. I make excuses to my family. I make excuses to the people at work. I hide the truth from everyone. Cover up at family holidays. You know, act as if everything's okay. Pretend I'm happy. Every day, I deceive everyone close to me. This man isn't addicted to drugs or alcohol. He's just addicted to covering up for someone who is. He thinks it helps, but it doesn't. Find out what does. For more information or help, call 800-662-9111. Are you afraid? Afraid of life without drugs and alcohol? There is help and hope at Sundown M Ranch. At Sundown, the focus is on you and your disease. You will learn how to live without depending on drugs and alcohol. Sundown M Ranch is nationally recognized for effective and affordable alcohol and drug treatment programs. Reclaim your life. Replace your fears with hope. Go to www.sundown.org right now to learn more. Reason number 22 to switch to GEICO. We think renters are cool. Now, we don't know if you were born cool or if it's just all the cool stuff you have in your apartment. The point is, if you want to protect your considerable coolness, ask GEICO about renter's insurance. For as little as $12 a month, you can protect all the stuff you hold near and dear, including that combination flat-screen TV espresso machine. Now that is cool. For a fast, easy rate quote on renter's insurance, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 
Our next exercise, killing spider in bathroom. As you hear your wife scream, begin with a light jog, then run to bathroom. Four, three, two, one. Find spider on wall and squat and squash. Squat and squash. Spider lunges at you. Now scream like a schoolgirl. Good. And sprint. Now run. Life is exercise. Snickers Marathon is energy. Great tasting, nutritious, long lasting energy for the demands of your day. Grab a Snickers Marathon in the energy bar aisle. Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Today is the day. Think earlier. Bruce Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Yeah, I've been drunk in the last 30 days. And how old are you? 13. Do your parents know? No. In Washington, one in six eighth graders used alcohol in the past month. I'm Governor Gregoire. We can keep kids alcohol free if we start talking now. About how many times have you had five or more drinks in a row this month? Maybe three. And how old are you? Fifteen. For more information, visit StartTalkingNow.org. That's StartTalkingNow.org. I'm Neil Scott. Welcome back to our Recovery Music Showcase down here in Eugene, Oregon at the Far West Music Conference. Delighted to be down here. Music speaks louder than words. It's the only thing the whole world listens to, and we're carrying the message through the music. And boy, there's a lot of music down here. This is like a house concert on steroids. I, I, I got down here late last night and there's been listening to music virtually the whole time. Joining us in uh, this particular segment uh, is Ben Bullington. He is from Big Timber, Montana. Uh, he's an interesting guy with an interesting story. Uh, he's a physician. He was a chief of staff at a small hospital, and a family practice doctor as well. Ben, welcome to the program, and tell us a little bit about your background, if you would. Thanks, Neil. I'm a small-town doctor in Montana. I have been for about 20 years. I first came to Montana in the early 90s, 1990, and and uh, spent three years on the Northern Cheyenne Reservation in southeast Montana and then uh, ended up staying and working in small towns. And, uh, I'm originally from Virginia, but been there for a little over 20 years. Whereabouts in Virginia? Roanoke, Virginia. Roanoke. Southwest Virginia. Yeah, yeah. very familiar Southern with Southern and the Shenandoah Valley. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. What is it like being a, a, a chief of staff at a, at a medical facility like you've been involved in? What, obviously, there's a, you see a lot of alcoholism. My goodness. Oh, you do. You do. Um, you see that everywhere. Uh, I think you see even more of it, real high density on, on uh, the reservation. Um, but, uh, you know, you just have to be ready for whatever comes through the door when you're in a tiny little place. You know, we cover the emergency room. We don't have emergency room doctors. So mm. at the county there is uh, 3,500 people. and. And uh, in, in a town that's probably in a, in a county that's probably 4,000 uh, square miles. So, how do you marry being a physician with being a singer-songwriter? There, there aren't many that I know who who who, who combine those two. It's not. It's not really. Uh, it's not a completely unnatural marriage. Uh, you know, if you if you think these days they say that uh, they say that that. Uh, most poets have uh, guitars hanging around their necks, and uh, you know if you look at 20th century poets, uh, William Carlos Williams was a doctor. 
That's right. Yeah. Wallace Stevens was an insurance executive. Uh, T. S. Eliot uh, worked at a bank when he wrote the uh, when he wrote the Wastelands. So. I did not know that. Yeah. He worked at a bank in London. Yeah. Wow, Occupy London. Yeah, people, there were people that knew Wallace Stevens for 30 years, friends of his, and didn't even know he wrote poetry. Is that right? Yeah. Do you write poetry yourself? No. 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 How long have you been writing songs? Oh, you know, since I was, since I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would say mostly, most of the good ones have been in the last 10 years. And, and how do you define good ones? Uh ones that I would uh, ones that I would play for great songwriters that I respect do, do you have the time as a doc to go out and, and do much music in Montana uh, I, have, I have time to do some mm -hmm. I have time to do some and I'm here to, to I have enough time to be able to, to do um, short runs you know mm -hmm. I'm here to see if I can cobble together uh, something to along the lines of being able to fly to Seattle and do a string of gigs down the west coast and fly back out of San Francisco or something and do that six, seven gigs in nine days, yeah. Do you have anything scheduled in Seattle? I don't right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we're out here fishing. <laughs> How's the fishing? <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm plugged into uh, a lot of the... Uh, uh, house concerts in Seattle. Yeah, good. So uh, we should talk. I could cool. probably hook you up with some uh, some pretty good leads. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, ben Bollington joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. He's an interesting guy, chief of staff at a small hospital, a family practice doctor, and a heck of a singer-songwriter. Tell me about the song Cheyenne Range, and then we'll listen to it. But give the backstory if you would. Well, it's a it's a uh, all too common story. Um, it's almost stereotypical, but it's, um, it's something you see over and over again. You know when you. Uh, for anybody that spent time on a, on a reservation knows that alcohol has touched every single person. Every yeah, single every person. Every single person. Yeah. And uh, whether or not they're drinkers themselves, there's nobody that escapes yeah. it. And, um, and, uh, and it actually was probably at least 10 years after I left before I, before I wrote that. But um, it's just a, it's a true story. Not, not, uh, not uh, biographical exactly, but um, but it's a true story that you see over and over again. I appreciate you uh, stopping by, and I'm anxious to hear the song, so let's uh, jump right into it. This is uh, Dr. Ben Bullington, and the song of Cheyenne Range. Thanks so much for stopping by. Okay. All Thanks right. so much for having me, Neil. Here it is. <laughs> you pass a putty-dub gray. In blue El Camino in 82 Dodge And a black and white pinto when the sun is shining Through her mane And the ponderosa pine On the Cheyenne Range Big store sells food and clothes and Bibles, beadwork and blankets and hunting rifles, but there ain't no game on the Cheyenne Range. There ain't no game on the Cheyenne Range. There were camp with the Sioux at the 
swallowed their tin horn But the times have changed Now there's a boy named Cleveland And a girl named Rachel Say what you want They'll follow their nature And what they've seen On the Cheyenne Range She says I love you But I worry about you baby He says I'm a man Now don't try to tell me How much I can drink Buffalo's gone on the Cheyenne Range. They will camp with the Sioux at the Little Bighorn when those hapless fools followed their tin horn. But the times have changed. Now there's a boy named Cleveland and a girl. Say what you want, they'll follow their nature and what they've seen on the Cheyenne Range. Thank you for calling AAA. How can I help you? 
Great. Hi, we've got a major malfunction going on here. What's the problem, sir? Well, the problem is that some friends and I decided to go whitewater rafting down this river just outside of town. Sounds adventurous. Yeah, well, it was until one of us who kept his keys in his pocket lost them. Hello. <laughs> when he fell, up, oh, I'm sorry, was thrown out of the raft by some supposed That's tidal wave. Real big. <laughs> oh, so you're locked out. Well, we were until our friend Brian came out with an extra set of keys. So you're not locked out. Uh, no. But Brian is. Nice job, Brian. The genius locked his keys in the car when he got out to give us our extras. Bummer. Exactly. Well, tell Brian to hang tight, and we'll be right out. Oh, you are the best. See, I told you, man. They're the best. At AAA, we understand it's never just the lockout. That's why we're dedicated to helping you with quick personal service to get you moving again. AAA. We're not just about cars. We're about you. Call 1-800-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. Join now and get $10 off a of basic membership. If you're considering a career as a chemical dependency counselor, here are five reasons to enroll at the Institute of Chemical Dependency Studies. It's recommended for up to 24 hours of college credit by the American Council on Education, offers an accelerated distance learning program, is an ADAC-approved provider, and their training meets the criteria for the Certified Justice Professional Certification. Plus, student loans are also available. Start your career today. Call 866-523-2669 or go to www.cdstudies.com. We now join the new Diet 7-Up Taste Challenge already in progress. Okay, I want you all to try this and then just say the first thing that pops in your head. Amazing. Yeah. Mm, totally. Mm, there's more flavor. Yeah, more natural flavor. Mm -hmm. More lemon-lime flavor. Yeah, you're both right. There's more natural lemon-lime flavor. Yeah, the lemon-lime flavor is totally zesty. Zingy. Zippy. With zero calories. What is it? Yeah. New Diet 7-Up. Diet 7-Up is new? Yeah, it's been totally reinvented with mm. more natural lemon-lime flavor than ever. It's totally refreshing. I love I it. I know. Uh, and it's diet, too. And where's the aftertaste? Now, yeah. that is refreshing. <laughs> Here's to more flavor in our lives. Try new Diet Diet 7-Up, now with more natural lemon-lime flavor than ever. Diet 7-Up, totally reinvented, totally refreshing. Stop in to your nearest grocery or convenience store today and pick up the new Diet 7-Up. Diet 7-Up has been totally reinvented and still has zero calories. Taste the new refreshing burst of lemon-lime flavors in Diet 7-Up today. We wasted a lot of years hoping, praying for things to get better. I was desperate to save our family. That's when I made the contact. She contacted Sundown M Ranch. Sundown's nationally recognized alcohol and drug treatment program teaches family members how to break down the barriers of denial. They are taught the skills needed to deal with addiction as a family. Now we're making up for lost time. It was the best contact I ever made. Go to www.sundown.org to learn more. Welcome back, everyone, to Recovery Coast to Coast. Great to have you with us tonight. Our Recovery Music Showcase from the Far West Music Conference down here in Eugene, Oregon, uh, carrying the message through the music. And joining us in this particular segment is Charlotte Thistle. Uh, she is actually from Seattle. I just met her, and we'll certainly be trying to find her around town. She's a, uh, a wonderful singer-songwriter. And the song that she's going to do for us in this segment is called Heroin, and there's a backstory to this. She was living up in Vancouver and has had had a lot of experience with people who were heroin addicts. Specify Vancouver, Canada. I, I always think that everybody knows that there's only one Vancouver, but of course there are two, one in Washington, one in uh, British Columbia. There's a very strong heroin problem up there, a huge heroin problem. And you had some contact with a lot of heroin addicts. One actually broke into your house and... Uh, it was, it was you know, a studio space that we were renting. So tell me some of your reactions to all of that, Charlotte. It was a really weird world to pass through 
um, it was like it was like a little piece of like some kind of third world country just plopped down in the middle of downtown. It was just, it was eerie. It was mm. disturbing. It was, you know, I think I think things are are better than they were at yeah. that time. And that was about 20 years ago when I was there. And there was things such as it was quite routine to have to step around a body lying in the street. People were so emaciated. I mean, they looked like, you know, you look in National Geographic mm -hmm. and you see starving people in the third world. This yeah. is, you know, there's bones and skin. And I remember one time seeing this woman, obviously a lot of, a lot of the women end up uh, becoming prostitutes to support their habit. And I remember seeing this very tall, very skinny woman in heels. And she was like bending over, and she's picking through the trash looking for cigarette butts. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, these kind of images kind of got under my skin. Mm. Yeah. Charlotte Thistle joining us tonight at Recovery Coast to Coast, singer songwriter down here in Eugene. What is your website, by the way? Uh, girlwithaguitar.com. Girl with a guitar. Yeah, and you got to put the A. A girl with a guitar. A girl with a guitar. Otherwise, you'll find just another there. girl with a guitar. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who's got the one without the A, but it's not me. A girl with a guitar. Yeah. Dot com. How long have you been doing music? Started writing songs when I was about four, I think. Did you? Well, really? I didn't really write them, but I I would like swing and the swing and sing little songs to myself. So uh, yeah. Charlotte is down here with her daughter Ella, four months old. Four months. Probably the youngest uh, youngest person down here at Far West. People have said that to me, yeah. I would, I would think so. Anyway, the song is heroin, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm anxious to hear it. You also did another song called Wild Wind uh, about an old and dear friend. Yeah. Uh, tell me about that relationship and, and what that was like. Old friend of mine from high school, and we had lost touch for about 20 years because, I don't know, I moved and we went our separate ways, mm -hmm. and we found each other again after, after a long time and, and reconnected, and... Um, it was a really poignant moment because I actually, I, I kind of knew what, what he was going to say before he told me. Mm. But we were on the phone and we were talking and he's like, yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm living in a clean and sober house. Tell he was really, it's hard for him to admit it, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and he had been through this whole thing where he had been, got involved in doing crack and he was going in and out of rehab and to be honest with you, you know, he didn't make it that time and I don't know how he is now but mm -hmm. he's been in and out of rehab a bunch of times since then so I don't know how it's going yeah, with him. The struggle of addicts. Struggle. The struggle of addicts. Yeah. Let's listen now to Heroin and Charlotte Thistle. Sister, sister, I have a tale to tell Of how I came into this living hell I was a private school girl Getting straight A grades But at the dinner hall I nodded out Right in my plate Heroin Heroin Sister Try. 
tricks They're selling their shoes just to buy another fix No Girl with a Guitar, Charlotte Thistle. Website www.agirlwithaguitar.com and thank you for your observations about heroin addicts. I thank you for that. Charlotte Thistle joining us on Recovery Coast to Coast. I'm Neil Scott. We're down here in Eugene, Oregon. The program will continue right after this timeout. You have been listening to part one of Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on KHHO AM850 in Tacoma, Washington, and heard nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. We invite you to stay tuned for part two of Recovery Coast to Coast. If you've been in continuous recovery for at least a year, and would like to share your story with others, please send us an email at recoverycoasttocoast at comcast.net. For more information about future programs, please visit www.recoverycoasttocoast.org where you can listen to, download, or podcast our last five shows, as well as find information on upcoming programs. This is KHHO AM 850 in Tacoma, Washington, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle. Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features 
plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. You got to build you a union, got to make it strong, but if you all stick together, boys, it won't be long. Welcome back once again, Recovery Coast to Coast. I'm Neil Scott down here in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, Recovery Music Showcase continues from the Far West Music Conference, an absolute incredible musical experience where people from all over the West Coast, all over the country for that matter, come together for a weekend of music. The musicians want to be heard. People who are looking for musicians want to hear musicians. And what happens is a great weekend. And, and something called the Private Gorilla Showcases, where you take an entire floor of a hotel, you give up all the rooms, and turn the rooms into basically uh, showcases. Each singer-songwriter moves from room to room, from showcase to showcase, and, and people who want to hear the music move as well. It goes on till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, music speaks louder than words. We've said that a number of times tonight. It's the only thing the whole world listens to. And there's something so incredibly moving about carrying the message through music. And joining us tonight in this segment is, I've been, I've been teasing her, I've been calling her Warmly Amy, which has to do with the way she signs her emails. Amy Fix joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. She is from New York. Welcome to the program. Tell us a little bit about what you do in New York, because I think that's pretty fascinating as well. I have the world's best day job you for do? a musician. I, for the past 12 years, I have worked in the office of the world's only musicians union for folk singer-songwriter, traditional music musicians. I love it. How many members? About 466. And growing. And growing. Why would a folk singer want to belong to that union? Well, the AFFM, which stands for the American Federation of Musicians, is the professional musicians union in this country and Canada. And one of the things that they have is a phenomenal pension plan. Musicians can use a union contract for a gig and get a little bit of money squirreled away into a, this phenomenal pension plan, which is a billion-dollar mm -hmm. fund. The folkies were sometimes part of the locals wherever they lived, but they weren't really getting taken seriously. These were locals of a union where they were focused on symphony orchestra players and theatrical pit orchestra players, people who had standing gigs in major venues. Now, all these folkies were used to singing union songs, movement songs, yeah. and getting that message out, and they used to say to each other, gee, too bad we're not in love with our union. And finally, they started agitating to have their own local, and that is, has become Local 1000 of the Musicians Union, AFFM. Our office is in New York, but our, our arms spread wide to hug the whole <laughs> continent. Amy Fix joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. Amy is a singer-songwriter. We're going to hear something from her a little later on in the interview. But I want to talk about a subject that we don't deal with probably often enough on Recovery Coast to Coast. It's very pervasive. It is... Uh, uh, survivors of incest. Incest and childhood sexual abuse. And it childhood is a pervasive sexual abuse. pandemic problem all over the world. It is part of the 12 step recovery movement or network. There are groups called Survivors of Incest Anonymous, and there are groups called Incest Survivors Anonymous. So you can find an ISA or you can find an SIA in pretty much any city. And just Google it online. Just Google it. Uh, when I started, uh, it was word of mouth, and you had to call a number and hope they had updated information. But with the Internet, we can spread a lot of information easily. Tell me, if you would, a little bit about your story. 
Uh, my story is that I grew up with a single mom. She acquired a boyfriend who had his eye on me and began to molest and rape me at, at a very young age. Memories are very fuzzy. My gut tells me that it started when I was about eight years old. How long did it go on? It went on until I was about 13. And uh, she ended that relationship, and so I was free. And I had a wonderful adolescence, but it all came back crashing down on my head when I went away to college and started having a lot of free time. Got off the overachiever hamster wheel that I'd been on. I got real depressed, and then it started just surfacing. I stumbled across this. I stumbled across that. So someone told me about the Survivors of Incest Anonymous rooms, so I found them. I started doing self-defense classes and then got into Taekwondo, karate in, a, in an all-women's school. I had already started therapy because I knew I was in a bad way. Through all these years, that was in 1988, 89, a lot of times the one thread that kept me going that, that was my home was these rooms because therapy costs money. Survivors of childhood sexual abuse are chronic under-earners. Fear of authority, mm. fear of touch, fear of being judged, fear of, of all kinds of things that, that come into play. A therapist that I've recently been seeing asked me to come and be a guest speaker in his classroom at the Columbia University so School of Social Work, and I obliged. I was thrilled. Um, I've done keynotes before for conferences that uh, address childhood sexual abuse and incest. Um, and one of the things that I said to that group was, and these are future therapists, I said, childhood sexual abuse is not an event. It's a dye that permeates everything. Tell me the story again. You told me it off the air. That was very chilling about being around the dinner table with, with your mom and the perpetrator? That's right. Um, one summer day, we were outside eating. I was sitting near the grown-ups, and they were talking about this and that. And all of a sudden, I heard the perpetrator's voice say to me and to my mother, oh, you know what was on Donahue the other day? And he looked right into my eyes, and he said, incest. And I knew in that moment, so that's the word for what he does to me. And in that moment, I realized, well, if it's on TV, I must not be the only one. And so I knew that there were at least hundreds of other kids and, who and had you been knew, through that. And he knew, and he knew that you knew. And he knew that he was doing something horrible to me. And I hated him openly, but my mother didn't pick up on any, mm. any hints or, or... And he would be lecherous towards me all the time. Uh, the actual abuse took place in my own bed late, late at night. Luckily, he didn't live with us. He was a married man with another family that he went home to after that each night. So I was one of the lucky ones in that it was just once or twice a week. Uh, but it did go on for about five years. And uh, my mother has a real hard time with it to this day, that it could have been going on right under her nose for that long. But that's the reality for so many people. And I was in the trenches with all these other survivors for many, many, many years, and I've heard a lot of, of stories of really horrific abuse at the hands of parents, grandparents, you know, uncles, babysitters. It's, it's everywhere. And this was all way before the, the scandal of, of priests who were molesting kids yeah. even was a thought, even was talked about. This was way before that. And there were, there were a few people um, discussing that back then, but it wasn't what we know of now as far as it being uh, talked about in public and in, in the mainstream. Amy Fix joining us for a few moments tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. What do you say out there to someone who is listening who uh, maybe it's still a secret for them? 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very, very hard thing to grapple with and to uh, start to deal with. And I can tell you, 20 years after starting my journey, that the first time you go through a memory and really examine it and, and it moves through you mentally, physically, spiritually, that's the worst. It, it won't ever be as terrifying again because you unfortunately get used to having flashbacks and memories and you unfortunately get used to talking about it eventually. So what I would say is I invite people to be, when you are ready, to be brave and take that first step because it will only get better. And if you don't, it will only get worse. That's pretty much the prognosis. These things tend to eat away at us and they affect so many areas of our lives. And I know plenty of people who turn to drugs and alcohol or other yeah. addictions to escape. A lot of people just are workaholics. Mm -hmm. They just keep busy all the time. And um, there's so many ways to tamp down what we're feeling under the surface. And, and uh, I still struggle with OCD. I still struggle with PTSD. There are lots and lots of options out there for roads to your own healing process. I talk a lot when I give keynote addresses, I talk a lot about the practical side of healing and how there are so many ways, there are as many ways as people of healing. There, you don't have to do it the way someone else did it. In fact, I've met individuals who feel that they, they just feel like they need to have a walk, a many, many mile walk. I met someone who was getting ready to walk the Appalachian Trail and that wow. was gonna be an integral part of his healing journey from childhood sexual abuse. And I think that there are people who need to do an external journey, an external process. They need to make it physical. They need to walk all those miles and walk the experience out of the body. It's, it's in the body and it's in the mind and it's in the spirit and it needs to come out. And there's many ways for that to happen. Tell me some good news about the recovery process. I'm 41 years old. I've now done 20 some odd years of healing work, both consciously and unconsciously, I'm in good shape. I'm in great shape. People that I used to look to and think, gosh, they've got it all together. They didn't have to go through this. They're not cleaning up someone else's mess in the middle of their psyche. They're now turning to me for advice because I've walked the hardest walk and they realize that I've gained wisdom that they've never had to look for. And now all of a sudden they're saying, well, how, how do you deal with it when someone, whatever? I've come to see that I, I wouldn't choose to be a, a child who was, who was incested. No way. But because those were the cards I was dealt, I feel that I have done so much to turn that around, to work through it and really remove it from my, my body, my spirit, my mind, my psychology, the way that I approach people, the way that I approach motherhood, because I'm a mother now, and I wasn't ready to be a mother until I could really feel like I wasn't going to be in a, in a mm. rotten place anymore. Mm. I feel really good about now having kids and being a healed person and a healing person, and there's no finish line. There is no finish line. Tell me about your music and, and how your recovery and all of this factors into that. It's completely intertwined. Um, I started writing songs about uh, my healing and the abuse right away when I was 19 years old, 20 years old. 
Um, I was already a singer. I liked singing other people's songs, and I thought, well, how hard could it be to write a song? So people do it. It must be possible. I wrote one really bad song, and after that, I put a poem to a melody. It helped that I was sitting in the beautiful mountains of North Carolina at the time. Um, I felt like the mountains were talking to me and saying, oh, you finally made it here. Come heal. Oh, wow. Come heal. And uh, when that didn't work out and I ended up going back to New York City, I thought, okay, I'm going home. That's where my people are. That's where I feel alive. And I think everybody has to figure that out for themselves. Everybody's got a different need for what kind of community they need to find, what kind of healing tools they need. And I love to spread the word about all the different ways that you can put tools in that toolbox, whether it's um, creative therapy, whether it's walking, whether it's fighting, learning to fight. Mm -hmm. That, I used to tell people, martial arts is helping me teach each cell in my body that I'm not a victim. Nice. And I don't need to fight anybody, but yeah. just standing in a room, and in my case it was a room full of women, just throwing punches and kicks and getting strong, getting mm -hmm. physically strong and getting mentally strong, that meant a lot to me because I started to feel less like a victim. And I think that there's something that happens to a lot of us that I call the victim mentality. And it's where if you've been victimized, if you've struggled, and you haven't felt heard, you tend to find new situations that will put you in the victim role because you just want to be heard. You just want somebody to finally give you that acknowledgement. Yes, you were victimized. Yes, you suffered. And I, I, I invite everyone to think about how they might need to be heard about their victimization that, that was happening in the past so that they're free to approach life without that either you're a victim or a perpetrator paradigm. Because the people on the other side of the bridge, and I married one, so I know, there are people on the other side of the bridge who grew up in normal land. <laughs> and they don't feel that everybody has to be either a victim or a perpetrator. Yeah, they yeah. don't feel like things are black and white, that they understand how to live in the gray area. And I'm learning how to live in the gray area. I'm learning how to have a relationship with my mom. I'm learning how to approach situations that are a little scary for me and say, this person is not my perpetrator. This person is a good person, and I'm going to give him a chance to be my friend or my ally or my boss or my coworker or my something. And that was not possible for me 20 years ago. Wow. All men that even looked a little bit like my perpetrator were so threatening to me, I couldn't be in a workplace that had any of them in it. I couldn't be in a workplace that even had them coming and going, like in a restaurant. I, there were so few jobs that I felt safe in my body in that space. I discovered pet sitting as a wonderful way to yeah, earn yeah, a living, yeah. get the healing connection between me and the animals, and also be away from people. Isolated. And I did that for a number of years. And I think everybody's got to find all the right combinations. Now, our economy stinks right now, and there's not a lot of jobs, and that's putting a lot of people in a new victimization. And remember that that will bring up all of your old stuff. That'll bring up all your old victimization stuff. And just try to keep moving forward, knowing that it's not going to happen again. The thing that incest survivors are afraid of, because it happened in your own space, in your own family, in your own circle of trust, our worst fear is that it's going to happen again. And that's the one thing that we can almost guarantee is not going to happen because we're not a kid anymore. Yeah. We're not kids anymore. We're not that vulnerable anymore, even though we feel that vulnerable. And so what is hard for me to remember is I can touch this doorknob because even if a pedophile touched that doorknob an hour ago, he's not going to ab abuse me. And these are the deep patterns that we have to find in ourselves and 
either unlearn or just work with in some way. That's the struggle. That's the work. That's one of the facets of the work. But look for every type of healing modality that you can. And I don't mean to give power to a therapist either. The therapist works for you. Right, right. You're hiring a consultant yeah. on your healing journey. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And if your consultant is not a good fit or is hurting you, you need to fire that consultant. And I've done that. And I was never in any way treated badly by a therapist, but there was someone who was not a good fit, and I wrote her a letter because I couldn't say it to her face, and she wrote me back accepting that. Nice. And refunded my money from the session that was not nice. helpful to me. And I think that we have to remember that now we do have power. Someone said to me once, uh, she was a lover of mine, and she said, you have to stop thinking like a victim. You're not a victim anymore. You don't know how powerful you are. And I still need to learn that. Amy Fix joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. Singer, songwriter, and a great spokesman for survivors of incest and sexual abuse. Tell me about the Spoon Song. The Spoon Song. I love the Spoon Song. And a lot of people really respond to the Spoon Song. It's even been used in uh, a couple of gay weddings. Oh, which really? is really neat uh, because, of course, gay weddings are kind of a new thing that we Well, certainly in New York State, there's, there's tons in of New them York now. In New York State, there's so many. And I, read, I love to read the wedding announcements in the New York Times now because there'll be <laughs> almost every week there's at least one same-sex couple announcing their uh, wedding. Yeah, no, the thing about the Spoon Song is that it came to me because um, I was having a meal with a survivor friend and she kept she was telling me something really painful and she kept reaching for the knife in front of her and kind of playing with it and finally I just gently took the knife away and I said here why don't, if you need to fidget hold the spoon instead something happened in my unconscious because this song just came out uh, I don't know how much l later it was but it's all about you need to find somebody that's not gonna hurt you Outstanding. I am so delighted that you stopped by and shared your story. I'm sure it's helped thousands of people around the country. I hope so. The, the reason that I'm feeling okay about what I've been through is because I didn't suffer in vain. I'm lighting the way. Amy Fix joining us on Recovery Coast to Coast. You have a website? I certainly do. It's amyfix.com, www.amyf, like Friday, I-X. Now I want you to hear this incredible singer-songwriter, The Spoon Song. Thanks, Amy. You my spoon in a life of forks and knives you are a spoon you're safe as you cradle me in the curve of your heart i know you're not gonna hurt me or poke me whenever you turn around cause you're a spoon you are my spoon in a world of forks and knives you are a spoon most people can be nice while hiding a dangerous bite they might be fun or exciting, but they can be a fright. When it comes to emotions and boundaries, respect, understanding, and emotional health, they don't have a clue, but not you. Cause you're a spoon. You are my spoon. And together we'll reflect the light of the moon. Cause you're a spoon. And I'm a spoon too. Thank you.
These days, we talk about everything. I've been sober now one year, three days, and counting. My sister was restructured at work after 10 years. Welcome to the new normal and to cards for the new normal. New Journeys cards from Hallmark. My girlfriend sent me a card that said I'm really something to celebrate. Encouragement cards for all the stuff we face today. I actually found a card that says, sorry you lost your job. Journeys, new cards with real words for real life. Only at today's Hallmark Gold Crown stores. She has always been your baby. But when your daughter got into drugs and alcohol, she turned into a stranger. What do you do? Where do you turn? Contact Sundown M Ranch. Sundown's nationally recognized youth treatment program guides young people back to a life free of drugs and alcohol. All treatment is gender specific and directed by caring certified professionals in a safe environment. You can get your daughter back and get to know her again. Go to www.sundown.org to learn more. Your daughter's wasted again. You ignore it. You get help. Before long, she's been arrested. Before long, she's been promoted. You post bail. You congratulate her. And then her addiction really takes and off. And then her career really takes off. She stops in from time to time for she money. She stops in from time to time for coffee. But then it's right back to the street. But then it's right back to the office. Years later, the police stop by. Years later, your daughter and son-in-law stop by. They've got bad news. They've got good news. She's gone. She's expecting. You cry. Choose to help a loved one struggling with drugs or alcohol. It could change everything. For more information or help, call 800-662-9111. Here is something to think about. Problem gambling is exactly that, a problem. Looking for a solution? Well, there is a way out. And there is help for you or someone you love who's caught in the web of problem gambling. Help is as close as your phone. Call the Washington State Problem Gambling Helpline, 1-800-522-4700. For confidential help and free information, call a real winning number, 1-800-522-4700. They have the solution for problem gambling. Recovery Coast to Coast is a program feature of the nonprofit Alliance for Recovery. On the air, thanks to the generosity of our friends and listeners. Now, if you're enjoying Recovery Coast to Coast and would like to help us to continue to carry the message of hope and the promise of recovery, you can make a tax-deductible contribution to the Alliance for Recovery at P.O. Box 31451, Seattle, Washington, 98103. Thank you in advance for your support. Welcome back once again to Recovery Coast to Coast, America's nightly voice for recovery. Our recovery music showcase continues from the Far West Music Conference down here in Eugene, Oregon. Music speaks louder than words. And joining us in this segment is Johnny Mack. He's a singer-songwriter from Oakland, California. He's got a song called Recovery, and I want to talk to him about that, about the origins of the song, and uh, uh, tell you a little bit about his website as well. Johnny Mack, welcome to the program. Thank you. Tell me, tell me about the song Recovery, what inspired that, what went into that, and uh, maybe some other things that we should know about it. Uh, it's, uh, it's a song that was born out of a, uh, a daily routine uh, that I uh, was walking home from work one day, and then many days followed. And about halfway through my walk home, I would pass essentially a recovery center. And people would be outside uh, okay. smoking cigarettes, and one yeah, day yeah. it was like, do you have a cigarette? got to know some of these people. It was right in the middle of my walk home, and I got to know some of these people, and some of the, though I wasn't part of this group, uh, I, you know, for 10, 15 minutes, uh, almost every day, you know, we, if, if we didn't say anything, 
it got to a point where it was a friendly eye contact and um you know it just sort of one day uh one guy wasn't there and uh and uh other people were talking about it and uh, it was just sort of like basically what happened was um and this is what the song is uh is there's a couple jack and judy and jack knows his life is spiraling out of control mm-hmm. and judy is a fatalist about it she does not she may know it or not but she is not going to help herself or anyone else around her you know fiendish mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. behavior she is not in recovery jack is. got it got it um and jack really likes recovery he is responding to the therapeutic process and uh he's a big talker in the sense of uh he's always talking about his his sense of like what he's going to do what he is doing he's talking the talk he's talking the talk and um the song is from the point of view of a third person who is listening to jack talk about jack and jack <laughs> and um you know what he sees the third person is is a man who knows he's got to change and he believes that mm. but he also sees a man who doesn't see the root of what the problems are Johnny Mack is joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast an interesting song called Recovery we'll hear it in just a couple of minutes what did you learn from from uh, this experience uh, I would say the main lesson is that uh, and this is a lesson I I learn a lot I open myself to learning this lesson and that is uh I have a healthy respect for people who have unhealthy lives and want to change it. Mm-hmm. And uh I think oftentimes we marginalize people yeah. for making very human choices and mistakes and I like to get to know these people because not only are they doing something very brave in in the um scope of things but uh they also have interesting lives. And I don't think they should run away from that. and i think they should celebrate that and just find ways to replace the things that are uh, in their way of living their interesting life to the fullest. Johnny Mack is joining us tonight to uh, a song about recovery. You've been doing music a long time, what, 20, 25 years? Yes. Do you travel all over the country? I do. I don't as much now. I have a young son. I got a 3-year-old and uh you know, he keeps me pretty much close to home. But uh I you know I I have in the past and I'm uh, and I'm looking I my son is actually at the age where he's kind of letting me go again so <laughs> <laughs> may he he may go on tour with you who knows Yeah well I'm in U- Eugene now and I think the next step is to uh you know go up and down the west coast The website that you have is uh, intriguing www.sanelunaticproductions.com <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh sane lunatic. Boy, there's an oxymoron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did you come up with that and what's it all about? The Sane Lunatics were uh, my first band basically, oh, my high school oh. band and uh there were a lot of uh, really fun little uh moments uh musically that uh I've I've always kept with me and that's uh you know the spirit of uh writing a song having a a name you know having somebody kind of recognize you for something yeah, other than yeah. you know your your uh name that you know parents gave you or what not and uh you know St. Lunatics just has always worked and it should be you know? easy to remember as well it jo- is. Johnny Mac tell me about the songwriting process for you how does that work 
Uh, it varies. Uh, some songs, this song, I saw it in my head, uh, the whole thing. Mm. I knew it when I was standing with those people. I didn't think, I don't think like, oh, I have a song. I don't like that because what right, w- right. what happens is it, it, it creates anxiety, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, as far yeah. as, uh, oh, I have this song. I might lose this song. What I, what I get is a sort of a mental snapshot and sometimes it's complete, mm. uh, more often than not, it's a, it's a, it's a image, you know, I'll have a song that, you know, I was like a tourist. Now yeah, I'm familiar, yeah. you know, and that's just kind of a basic concept. And in this song, Recovery was, um, it, it, it just had such a complete sense to me uh, before I even picked up a guitar, I wrote it on a guitar, and, uh, and I played on a guitar on this. Did the people at this recovery center ever hear it? No. Has anyone in recovery ever heard it? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, the, I've I've never played it for a recovery center, and because it's so literal, I would almost be a little bit, you know, I'd want to play a few other songs first, <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be the, the the clown at the kid's birthday party, you know, just be like, hey, get, you know, hey, people, you know, it's like, get a load of this chunk of life. But really, what I I believe in this song because it's not a story that is saying, you know, you're going to make it or you're, you know, you got all these problems, just get it together. This is a song about a shared experience about all of the people in the song are in a predicament that that is that is common amongst them. And the narrator has a detached point of view about a very, um, you know, one of the characters being very romantic in this sort of sad way. Um, And he understands that. And I think quietly reflects that on his own experience in recovering. Like, you know, just because you put yourself on the road to recovery, there's a lot to overcome (laughs) that may be, you know, beyond your your own self-absorption. It is a story. It is a snapshot from Johnny Mack. And again, his website is www.sanelunaticproductions.com. Thank you for your time, Johnny. And let's listen now uh, to the song about recovery. Thank you, Neil. Oh, Judy 
Nobody was hungry, she'd show all her moves. And if they just had enough, Judith do not fall to. So Jack mused and recovery. my kids and lie to them. I make excuses to my family. I make excuses to the people at work. I hide the truth from everyone. Cover up at family holidays, you know, act as if everything's okay, pretend I'm happy. Every day, I deceive everyone close to me. This man isn't addicted to drugs or alcohol. He's just addicted to covering up for someone who is. He thinks it helps, but it doesn't. Find out what does. For more information or help, call 800-662-9111. Are you afraid Afraid of life without drugs and alcohol? There is help and hope at Sundown M Ranch. At Sundown, the focus is on you and your disease. You will learn how to live without depending on drugs and alcohol. Sundown M Ranch is nationally recognized for effective and affordable alcohol and drug treatment programs. Reclaim your life. Replace your fears with hope. Go to www.sundown.org right now to learn more. Reason number 22 to switch to GEICO. We think renters are cool. Now, we don't know if you were born cool or if it's just all the cool stuff you have in your apartment. The point is, if you want to protect your considerable coolness, ask GEICO about renters insurance. For as little as $12 a month, you can protect all the stuff you hold near and dear, including that combination flat-screen TV espresso machine. Now that is cool. For a fast, easy rate quote on renter's insurance, visit Geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. Our next exercise, killing spider in bathroom. As you hear your wife scream, begin with a light jog, then run to bathroom. Four, three, two, one. Find spider on wall and squat and squash. Squat and squash. Spider lunges at you. Now scream like a schoolgirl. Good. And sprint. Now run. Life is exercise. Snickers Marathon is energy. Great tasting, nutritious, long lasting energy for the demands of your day. Grab a Snickers Marathon in the energy bar aisle. Aha! <laughs> Think earlier. Brew Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. 
today is the day. Think earlier. Brew Starbucks at home. Available where groceries are sold. Yeah, I've been drunk in the last 30 days. And how old are you? 13. Do your parents know? No. In Washington, one in six eighth graders used alcohol in the past month. I'm Governor Gregoire. We can keep kids alcohol free if we start talking now. About how many times have you had five or more drinks in a row this month? Maybe three. And how old are you? Fifteen. For more information, visit StartTalkingNow.org. That's StartTalkingNow.org. Our Recovery Music Showcase continues from Eugene, Oregon at the Far West Music Conference. So nice to have you with us tonight. So many musicians down here, so many stories to tell, uh, and, and music is a great way to do that, carrying the message through the music. Joining us in this segment is Claudia Nygaard. She is a singer-songwriter, actually born in Tacoma, now makes her home down in Nashville, Tennessee, and she's uh, absolutely a delight. I'm glad that she stopped by uh, to talk with us a little bit. Claudia, you have some history in terms of, of alcoholism and addiction in terms of it being in the family, being an adult child oh, of an yeah. alcoholic. T tell, tell me a little bit about it. Which generation do you want to start with? Well, it's, it's, it's your call, my dear. Well, I have, um, I come from a long line of alcoholics. I think probably going back to Eric Bloodax in uh, about 1200 in Norway. That's a long way back, okay. Yeah. There actually is a story about this man in my, in my lineage called yeah. the Bear who was known for his drinking and also because he killed a bear that was killing people in the village. So he was kind of like became a hero, even though he was like the town drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that's how it started, I think. But um, yeah, my father had uh, a big problem with alcohol and he um, never did quite get sober for any length of time. How did that, how did that affect Claudia? Oh boy, <laughs> well, you might wonder why it is I'm standing in front of people every night trying to make them love me. <laughs> is that I'm sure that there's it's not a it's not a coincidence I'm in the music business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely looking for approval. Mm. There's been a lot of issues, but I've um, I've had 20 years of Al-Anon and mm -hmm. ACOA meetings, and I've, I've really I've really learned a lot, you know, and I'm really grateful actually. I mean, a lot of people say that in recovery, yeah, yeah. but I think I'd, I would not have the level of consciousness that I have. As a matter of fact, I told him before he died, he said to me, he said, I wasn't much of a dad, was I? And I said, oh, dad, I wouldn't change a thing. And he said, you wouldn't? And I said, no, I wouldn't be near the songwriter I am if you'd have been a better dad. <laughs> what material you got from that, right? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, he was a wealth. When he would have been wealth even without the drinking. Mm, he was mm. a Montana cowboy. Mm. And uh, he had, you know, he had... A lot of stuff going on for him, but his father also was an alcoholic, and um, and his and his father never touched a drop in his life, which tells you what my great great grandfather mm. was mm. like, you know. So how yeah. does it affect you? And uh, in, in, do you drink? Mm, I do drink, mm -hmm. but I I don't have an addiction, mm -hmm. and fortunately, neither do either of my sisters. Um, I don't drink as much as probably most people. I've always been a little nervous about it. Not so much now because I'm more mature. Right. I think if I was going to have a problem, it would have showed up. But, you know, and the other thing is, after two glasses of wine, I don't want it anymore. Mm. That's just the way my biochemistry is, fortunately for me. Mm -hmm. Because I spent most of my youth in bars singing. And I used to worry about it then. I used to think, you know, boy, you know, how many drinks does it take before I tip that over? Mm -hmm. You know? 
but it has had uh, uh, the the uh, the it had it greatly impacted my relationships with men. How? Well, let's see. Um, I've been engaged to about five alcoholics. Really? Yeah. Well, now the, more the first change, three of those, the I, yeah, same, the first right? three of those, I didn't know what alcoholism was. Uh -huh. But you are attracted to men like your daddy, mm. you know, and uh, and uh, even the last one that I was with, I, I, I remember I had somebody in the program tell me one time that you are attracted to people at your same level of growth and recovery. So my last one was sober. It was a sober well, alcoholic. You're making, progress. <laughs> you're making progress. There you go. But I kind of hoping mm. just skip the whole thing the next time. But I've but I'm not sorry. Mm. I'm not sorry because I think um I think that it has forced me to grow a lot. And and it has forced me to and it's made me a much better writer. Because that if I'd never had the issue, I'd have never gotten into the exploration of where it came from and 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 who I who am I supposed to be and who do I want to be, and this this it's impacted my writing a lot. I would not be the writer I am. I don't think. What is the what is the writing process like for you today, Claudia? Oh boy, there's a well, it comes out a lot of different ways. Sometimes yeah. it just comes right down. Mm. The, just. Just the higher power down, just, right oh, here. man, 15 minutes and there it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. And some of the best ones mm. have come that way to where uh, it's come out so fast. And I've just gone, did I write that or did I just take dictation? <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes it does. But um, On the back of napkins. Yeah, and the well, or in the shower, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. and just, just wherever I am. But I think that that you, when you align yourself with the light and mm. not the dark you're open and you're receptive yeah. you're 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 an open vessel for for that and there was a time when i before i even when i just first was getting into recovery when um i was going to a lot of meetings and stuff and i remember opening a big show for john anderson down in mississippi and it was like eight thousand people and i had made the mistake of driving all night to get to the show and I thought I'd drink coffee to stay awake, and then when I got to the hotel, I'd sleep. Well, I'd had so much coffee, I was all jacked up, and I couldn't sleep. So the gig shows up, and it's, you know, 24 hours I've been awake, and I haven't even, you know, I'm just Ooh. miserable. I felt like crying, you know, that kind of tired where you feel like crying. So they had this little girl um, who was a, some local girl, you know, open up, and man, the audience just went nuts for her. And I thought, oh boy, I'm sunk. They're gonna love her. They're gonna, and then, then I'm just gonna be that that delay till John Anderson comes on. And I went out to the car. I was feeling so sorry for myself. And I went out to the car and I sat there. And I've never done this before, but I actually prayed. And I and I prayed and I said, God, just take the ego. Just just let me be a funnel. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm getting choked up telling this, but but I was so tired and I was so miserable, and I just said, just just let let me be a funnel for these people, and let me forget about me and whether or not they like me, and and just use me. Got a standing ovation from 8,000 people, and learned a very important lesson about showbiz and about coffee too. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
exactly. Yeah, I stay with the decaf now. <laughs> Claudia Nygaard joining us tonight on Recovery mm -hmm. Coast to Coast. Uh, her website, by the way, is www.claudia, C-L-A-U-D-I-A, Nygaard, N-Y-G-A-A-R-D.com. You wrote a very interesting song that a lot of people, I'm sure, it's a, a mantra for, for many people. It, it ain't your drinking problem, it's mine. Yeah. Uh, tell me about when you wrote the song, how it came to be, and then... If well, you would do it for us. One of my uh, many engagements. <laughs> I had the and, brains and we're not, not talking to about marry gigs, him. right? No. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> but I had, uh, I had, I was with a man who was an awful lot of fun. <laughs> he was an awful lot of fun, as only somebody mm -hmm. who's lit up all the time can be. And uh, but what what happened was then it became somebody had to drive us. You know, so then I had to stay sober so that yeah. we'd get home in one piece. And then, and that it just, it ended up being that I just kept having to pick up the pieces all the time. And I realized, you know, I'm not having any fun. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm having to, I'm having to be the mom and the straight mm. man and the, you know, the, the babysitter. And I just, I just realized at, at one point that his drinking was not a problem for him. His drinking was a problem, problem for, for me. me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and thus the song, if you would sing it for us, I'd appreciate sure. it. Sure. Be happy to. I'm the one who walks the floor When you stop off to have one more I'm the one who's lonesome all the time I'm the one who tries to count all your beers when we go out. It ain't your drinking problem, it's mine. It ain't your drinking problem, it's mine. It's mine Last night you went back out drinking I stayed home and did some thinking About the carefree girl I used to be And then I got my suitcase down And caught the greyhound out of town and I solved my drinking problem Finally Now it's your drinking problem And not mine Not mine. 
Claudia Nygaard, and uh, it's not your drinking problem, it's mine. Thank you so much for sharing that and your story as well in Recovery oh, Coast thank to Coast. you. I'm Neil Scott. We're going to take a short time out. We'll be back with more from the Recovery Music Showcase down here in Eugene, Oregon at the Far West Music Conference. We'll be right back after this. Thank you for calling AAA. How can I help you? Oh, great. Hi, we've got a major malfunction going on here. What's the problem, sir? Well, the problem is that some friends and I decided to go whitewater rafting down this river just outside of town. Sounds adventurous. Yeah, well, it was until one of us who kept his keys in his pocket lost them, hello, <laughs> when he fell, oh, oh, I'm sorry, was thrown out of the raft by some supposed tidal wave. Oh, so you're locked out. <laughs> well, we were until our friend Brian came out with an extra set of keys. So you're not locked out. Uh, no. But Brian is. Nice job, Brian. The genius locked his keys in the car when he got out to give us our extras. Bummer. Exactly. Well, tell Brian to hang tight, and we'll be right out. Oh, you are the best. See, I told you, man. They're the best. At AAA, we understand it's never just the lockout. That's why we're dedicated to helping you with quick personal service to get you moving again. AAA. We're not just about cars. We're about you. Call 1-800-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. Join now and get $10 off a of basic membership. If you're considering a career as a chemical dependency counselor, here are five reasons to enroll at the Institute of Chemical Dependency Studies. It's recommended for up to 24 hours of college credit by the American Council on Education, offers an accelerated distance learning program, is an ADAC-approved provider, and their training meets the criteria for the Certified Justice Professional Certification. Plus, student loans are also available. Start your career today. Call 866-523-2669 or go to www.cdstudies.com. We now join the new Diet 7-Up Taste Challenge already in progress. Okay, I want you all to try this and then just say the first thing that pops in your head. Amazing. Yeah. Mm, totally. Mm, there's more flavor. <laughs> yeah, more natural flavor. Mm-hmm. More lemon-lime flavor. Yeah, you're both right. There's more natural lemon-lime flavor. Yeah, the lemon-lime flavor is totally zesty. Zingy. Zippy. With zero calories. What is it? Yeah. New Diet 7-Up. Diet 7-Up is new? Yeah, it's been totally reinvented with mm. more natural lemon-lime flavor than ever. It's totally refreshing. I love I know. it. I uh, And it's diet, too. And where's the aftertaste? Now, yeah. that is refreshing. <laughs> Here's to more flavor in our lives. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Try new Diet 7-Up, now with more natural lemon-lime flavor than ever. Diet 7-Up, totally reinvented, totally refreshing. Stop in to your nearest grocery or convenience store today and pick up the new Diet 7-Up. Diet 7-Up has been totally reinvented and still has zero calories. Taste the new refreshing burst of lemon-lime flavors in Diet 7-Up today. We wasted a lot of years hoping, praying for things to get better. I was desperate to save our family. That's when I made the contact. She contacted Sundown M Ranch. Sundown's nationally recognized alcohol and drug treatment program teaches family members how to break down the barriers of denial. They are taught the skills needed to deal with addiction as a family. Now we're making up for lost time. It was the best contact I ever made. Go to www.sundown.org to learn more. Welcome back once again, Recovery Coast to Coast, on the road down here in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, Music all over the place. It's our Recovery Music Showcase. It continues on Recovery Coast to Coast from the Far West Music Conference. Uh, I'm Neil Scott, joined by a number of people down here, including Angelo M. You know, I mentioned the fact that Far West is basically for musicians and venue owners on the West Coast. However, our next guest comes uh, all the way from Pennsylvania, and uh, he's... uh, 
probably looking for work out on the West Coast, and that's probably a good thing as well. I had an opportunity to listen to him last night in one of the uh, private guerrilla showcases. His name is Angelo M. He has a CDL called Steelwork. Angelo, welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, and welcome to the West Coast. Thank you for having me. You're out here looking to uh, maybe do some things on the West Coast? Well, we try to get out here every year. We love, uh, you know, we love the Northwest. We love Oregon especially. I have a daughter in Portland and oh, some okay. grandkids so nice. out here. Oh, perfect. So I always try to book some gigs. It's kind of a working vacation perfect. once a year or so. And How long have you been playing music? I've been playing music since I was eight years old, but professionally, if it, whatever that means, um, it didn't start till I was about 50. Hmm. Um, and that was due to the bankruptcy of the company I worked for. And the, what kind of business uh, were you in? I worked for a steel mill um, in the steel industry, and we got uh, bought out, and uh, our pension fund got uh, kind of raped by uh, Bethlehem Steel Company in uh, 03. Uh, and they kind of pulled the rug. I was five months short of my 30-year pension when they pulled the rug out from us. And uh, most of the guys were older than me and had no choice but to stay again, start over with a new company. And I was only 48 at that time and um, decided uh, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't stay. Mm. And I was encouraged by my wife and family to uh, start writing my own music, which is what I always wanted to do. And uh, and that's where the whole thing kind of what, What's the off. song songwriting process like for, for you, Angela? Well, um, in my whole musical career or musical hobby up until that point, I never wrote that, that many original tunes until that until that time happened. And uh, suddenly that seemed to give me a lot of fodder for songwriting, you know. And um, so the process came in different ways and uh, I'm one of those people I'll take it however I can get it at that point in life <laughs> so sometimes a song comes to me out of nowhere in the middle of the night and other times I have to work on it by getting up at six in the morning and getting the coffee and sitting down yeah, with a paper yeah, and pencil yeah. and I just do whatever I have to do it's it's just a very wonderful rewarding business to be involved with and the CD is called Steelwork which obviously was exactly what you did with Steelwork and that's what I did uh, and, and now you're doing music work. Maybe the next CD will be called, will well, be called Music Work. And I play a guitar that people uh, refer to as a steel. It's a uh, beautiful guitar I saw last guitar, night. The Dobro. It was um, great. And you play with Michael Morales, and uh, I hope to hear you uh, play as well tonight. Angelo M. joining us tonight on, on Recovery Coast to Coast. You did a song last night, and I want to know a little bit about the song, and then we'll close out the interview with it. Never Be the Same. Tell me about that, Angelo. Well, that song was written based on... Uh, personal experience as well as um, observation of this thing that happens that I've observed way too often than it should. I've, I've had uh, I've had this situation, I've had a you know, relationship, a long-term relationship that that was destroyed um, from addiction or mm. um, from the lack of recovery and, yeah, um, yeah. and I've had I, I've, I've had family experiences um, similar. I've, I've had friends and people close to me uh, go through the experience. And I've had a, um, actually a mentor in my life, someone I, uh, someone I played with um, since I was a very young man who, um, who, who went through the same thing. I, I learned so much from him. He was so hugely talented. And uh, I really think I owe a lot of my career to him, but um, it's still it's still a train wreck, and uh, 
And it'll yeah. never be the same. And it'll never be the same. Let's, uh, let's listen now. Angelo M., and I want to give you the website again, www.angelom, pretty easy to remember, .com. Thank you for stopping by Recovery Coast to Coast. Thank you. Let's listen now, uh, as Angelo M. does never be the same. Now she holds the hand of a loving man Together they grow old Somewhere far away An old lover, tired and sad Sits in a self-inflicted loneliness And a memory of what he had Cause it'll never be the same, no Watching all your work go down the drain. 
sure and check out Angelo M and go to his website, angelom.com. I also found out that there is a new label that has just picked him up. They've done a compilation of his material. If you go to creativedreamsandnetwork.com, you can find out more about it. The new CD is going to be called From Steel to Strings. It'll be a compilation of a lot of Angelo's stuff, including the song Never Be the Same. You've been listening to Recovery Coast to Coast, a program feature of the Nonprofit Alliance for Recovery. Recovery Coast to Coast is heard nightly from 10 p.m. till midnight pacific time monday through friday from clear channel studios in seattle washington carried live on fox radio 850 khho in tacoma washington and heard nationally in streaming audio for information about future programs please visit www.recoverycoasttocoast.org where you can listen to download or podcast our last five shows as well as find information on upcoming programs please join us next time when we share experience strength and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. The bright side of addiction is recovery.